But at the core of it, it's really about coming home to yourself. Who am I? What season of life am I in? What are the places in my life where I've played by somebody else's rules or somebody else's expectations? Not even consciously, right? And really, yeah, like figuring out many times for the first time in people's lives when I start working with them is the first time they're actually asking themselves, what do I want? And your career, it takes up so much of your life, right? My motto is that your career should support your life, not the other way around. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communications specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, 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 Entre Leaders, happy Wednesday, and welcome to a powerful episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. If you are new here, I am your host, Dr. Charity C. Campbell, better known as Dr. C, and I am a doctor of management, a world-class millennial global leader, an academic professional, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Right here in the Leaders Lab, we talk all things entre leadership. That's where we take entrepreneurship and leadership concepts and we marry them together. We're also talking about communication and balance as a millennial professional. And in today's episode, I'll Our esteemed guest is here to share with us five steps to making the move from corporate to entrepreneur. And I know I have many of you right now who tune into the Leaders Lab podcast and you're doing both. You're trying to make that move into full-time entrepreneurship, but you still have a job. You still have your career. And so she is going to be helping us figure out how to do that. Also, the three mindset shifts that matter when making this transition and the three biggest bad habits that you don't want to take with you when you do transition from corporate to entrepreneur. So who is this amazing woman that I am going to be introducing you to? Her name is Kristen Zavo, and she is a career coach, a keynote speaker, and author of the international bestseller, Job Joy, Your Guide to Success, meaning, and happiness in your career. In her coaching practice, she works to help high-achieving professionals land jobs, launch businesses, and build careers they love. Now, after nearly two decades working in top Fortune 500 companies, Kristen found herself having checked all the career boxes, but feeling the unhappiest she had ever felt. And she bravely quit her finance job in New York City. And within six months, she had landed a job and promotion in an entirely new sector. Colleagues and professionals in her network took note and began turning to her for help to do the same. What began as a career coaching side hustle turned into her most fulfilling pivot to help thousands secure fulfilling jobs. Currently, Kristen helps corporate climbing professionals define success on their own terms. And we've been talking about that over the past couple of weeks. And she also helps them to land their dream job and build a career that they love through her nine-month live coaching and mentorship program, Find Your Job Joy. She is also recognized as a thought leader in her industry, having been featured in the Wall Street Journal. I'm telling you, when I say that we have an esteemed guest and that she's all of that and then some, please understand that 
It's because of her experience, also her personality. Y'all, you're going to love her personality, okay? I'm already in love with her right now. But she, and also the features that she's had, Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Business Insider, Yahoo News, Real Simple, and CBS News, among others. Now, beyond bringing clients job joy, Kristen loves to create her own joy, which frees her up to travel, take on adrenaline-pumping adventures like skydiving, and bungee jumping is next, okay? And trying new recipes. I'm with you on that one right there. So Entre Leaders, please help me welcome to the Leaders Lab for the very first time, Kristen Zavo. Welcome to the Leaders Lab, love. Thank you for having me. What an intro. Thank you so much. Who is that? It's always interesting when someone else reads your bio and you're like, that wow that's a lot like who did all of that and you're like is that me you ever said they'd be like that's me i wrote that yeah no honey that is all you and i want to say once again a big welcome to the leaders lab thank you so much for having me i'm really excited for a conversation first of all when i saw the title of your business find your job joy i was like i just like saying job joy job joy job joy i like (laughs) i love the alliteration job joy like you say it a lot and i'm just like okay i like it but where did that even come from it's so different it's very unique. So where did that come from? I'll tell you when it came from. I was okay. Writing- now that's, I like that. Yes. I was writing the book Job Joy and really sharing my experiences of where I had gotten in my career. Like you said, checking the boxes and I wasn't happy. Anyway, I was at the point where I was mostly done with the first draft. I'm like, oh no, I need a title. And <laughs> I went to bed and I often do, I'll set an intention. I'll say a prayer. I'll just ask for it to come to me. And I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like 3am and I'm like, Job Joy, Job, yes, Job Joy. And then I go and I'm like, is it taken? Is there another book? And and that was really how it was born. Wow. But I love I love it though. I love it. And so obviously it was a hit. It's been a hit with people. How was that for you? We write books and we're like, yeah, I wanted to do really well. But did you expect it to turn out to be such a success? I wanted it to be a movement, not just a book. Job Joy is it's a way of life. It's not just your career. We start there because that's where so much pain is many mm, times in our yeah. life. But no, I had no expectations. When you're writing a book and you're in the weeds, you tell yourself, if it helps just one person, it'll be worth it. But it's really fun when it has a bigger impact, of course. I love it. In the contents of your book, what are you primarily teaching? Yeah, so it's really all this work, right? Yes, I'm, we're focused on career and leadership, launching your business, mm-hmm. et cetera. But at the core of it, It's really about coming home to yourself. Who am I? What season of life am I in? What are the places in my life where I've played by somebody else's rules or somebody else's expectations? Not even consciously. And really, yeah, like figuring out many times for the first time in people's lives when I start working with them is the first time they're actually asking themselves, what do I want? And your career, it takes up so much of your life, right? My motto is that your career should support your life, not the other way around. And yet we're taught the opposite. We're taught you got to go to a good school. You got to get good grades. You take any job that comes your way and then you build your life around it, right? You move there, you build relationships there, you put down roots. But I would rather you choose a career that fits who you are, is in alignment with who you are. Because spoiler alert, that's why I was so unhappy despite all my outside success. Because all the promotions and raises and great opportunities in the world don't matter if it's not a match with who you are and what you want out of life. It's not a match with your values. I love it. Wow. So 
what happens when you're working with a client to help them find their job joy? And they're like, it ain't none. Like there is no job joy. I don't want a job. I don't want to work in corporate. I don't want to do any of that. My job joy is creating my career that's on my own terms. Like we were talking about, like designing a business or something that's really on my own terms. Most people, they come to me and it's a thought, it's an idea, but it's scary, especially because most people I work with, they have at least 10 years, if not more experience in corporate. And so we're ingrained in that. We believe that's safer. Hopefully the last couple Mm. of years have shown that it's not necessarily true. We make our own safety comes from here, but we've been conditioned to think that the right way is to have a corporate job. That's the safe, the secure, the smart thing to do. And so the first step is really getting clear on why they're even interested in this. And then thinking about building the business in a really intentional and thoughtful way so that they're not recreating the corporate experience that they're actually trying to escape. Because that's one of the biggest mistakes I see with nuance entrepreneurs who have corporate backgrounds. So basically they're recreating uh, that corporate atmosphere or maybe the corporate principles, corporate rules and things in their own business. Can you give us an example of like one or two? Yeah. I'll give you an example of me, right? (laughs) I have, I've always been a very hard worker. When I was in consulting, I would work 80 hours a week, which now that's laughable, even having my own business. And so when I did launch my own business, when I was in launch periods, I would be up at 530. I would be going all the way till nine, 10 o'clock at night. And that is not sustainable. And it's also, yeah, it's not. honestly, not an embodiment of what I teach. And so when I found myself in those same habits of always being on, always checking the notifications, needing to do more and getting some sort of validation out of that and thinking mm-hmm. that it was never enough, those were old corporate habits. So that would be an wow. example, the schedule we keep. Or like I said, when I was in consulting, I would have blamed the industry. Of course, it's billable hours. That's how yeah. ordered the client comes first. And yet even when that was stripped away, like even when I did quit that job and my only job was job search, like I was still waking up and going to 5.30 AM Barry's boot camp in New York. And then I would work all day on my job search and go to seven, eight o'clock yoga at night. Like it was never enough. And so if we're doing it to ourselves, part of it is the environment we're in, but then we take that on and we're like punishing ourselves. And so those are a couple of things that I really had to look at. And those are just a few examples, but really look at it and say, why am I doing this? Is this serving me? Is this serving my mission? Which mm. yes, burning yourself out is not serving your okay. mission no matter what. But that's one of the beautiful things I think about entrepreneurship. It's the biggest personal development course you will ever take. All your stuff bubbles to the surface and there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, man. I, I saw myself in everything you just described about you, the biggest mistakes and challenges that you made. And I'm thinking, why do we do that though? I'm asking this question from the perspective of like still doing it now. I've been trying to pull away, wean off of it. But why do we do that? Where it's like, nope, we wake up early in the morning and we go through our morning routine because that's special. We got to make sure we're grounded so that we don't snap and lose our minds throughout the rest of the day. But then everything else throughout the day is all about routine or schedule. Mm -hmm. This meeting, that meeting, maybe I'll try to schedule in some other time, some free time or whatever, but it's on the schedule. And then going all the way from, we have that early riser, late night grinder like thing. And it's just, why do we do that? I am actually 
actually thinking right now, when are you going to change that mindset? Because we say we're living on our own terms. We're creating a business on our own terms. But are we really? Same question. I told you all you were going to love her. Same question. Are we really? There's so many reasons we could go back to childhood conditioning, right? You work hard, you get good grades, you get rewarded. And all of a sudden we're connecting our productivity with our worth. So at a very Mm. basic level, the basic human condition, we think we're not enough. And some of us try to prove we're enough through all our work. And that's very unconscious, but it gets us in that habit. I think also as an entrepreneur, especially at the beginning, you're doing all the things. And as soon as you sign up for one course, one marketing course, one entrepreneur course, you're going to get all these ads, all these squirrels (laughs) to chase. Now you need to do YouTube. You need to do Facebook ads. And don't you have a self-study course? And what about an evergreen and blah, blah, blah. And we get caught up in that and saying, this is the secret. This is the secret to success. If you just, and there is no one secret. There is no one I love thing. it. And so I think we get distracted as, as entrepreneurs and we think we need to do it all, right? Which is not true. And we have those old habits. And many times somebody who goes out on their own, who wants the entrepreneur life, we like to do things our way. And we think it's better when we do it. Even if it's an administrative task, like putting an email in and scheduling it. I'm guilty of that too. I think I could do a better job at that. And I, I convince myself, Dr. C, I say, yeah, I like to think while I'm entering it in and really feel the energy and think about the person reading it. And that's true. And I'm like, even at this point in my business asking, is that the best use of my time to be scheduling in, right? When that's something I could easily get support with. So we don't ask for help. We have these ingrained habits. We think our worth is tied to it. And we're chasing squirrels that are not actually going to move the needle or are not right to follow in this season of our business. Wow. And that's just a few off the top of my head. There's lots of reasons. No, those, I feel like those are the core. That's just a few. Those are the primary. Those are the issues with delegation because it's the connection for me. Like we get all sentimental. We were like, it's the connection for me. I need to be the one because I'm the face of my business. I'm the face of my brand and I want to be able to, and it's just, girl, delegate that so you can do something that will actually help you in the long run. But there was something that I wrote down that you said that just, it was like, oh yes, ma'am, we're going to go there. You said connecting productivity. We connect our productivity with our worth. It's like that performance equals reward. The amount of performance that you give to something, to your job, to your task, in order to get a promotion, in mm-hmm. order to have mm-hmm. more value, more work, one you in. have to perform. Yeah. And I'm telling you that first one and last one out, and especially here in the country that I live in right now in China. And honestly, people do not get paid more here to do that. There is no like you get paid overtime. It's just, no, you get paid the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you go home, then you go home, you might miss out. It's that whole FOMO, you know, like fear of missing out on what might happen in the office when I'm gone. Yeah, Y'all can tell me later, but why do we have that mindset? I think that was the thing. And you hit every single nail on the head. Even when you were like, you said there's no one secret to success. Listen, cookies and cash out here in these virtual streets will have have you like thinking, oh, it's a sign because I keep seeing this here and maybe I'm supposed to do this. It's a sign from the heavenlies. I'm supposed to do this. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm and cookies. eh? That's what it is. It's algorithm and cookies. They listening. They are monitoring. And it's the whole thing about let me show you multiple times. 
the thing that you search for because it's going to increase the interest, that inquisitiveness to make you say, okay, what should I do about this? I keep seeing it. Let me click on this ad. There's so many times when I have said something just literally in a conversation and I'm searching for something on Google or I'm searching for something on Instagram and I see an ad for it pop up. I'm like, who gave you access to my microphone? It is true whether they say it or not. Can I tell you a totally unrelated story? Yes. We decided to test this. And so we made up a completely something that we never talked about. We were talking about how about our horse. We don't have horses and we really needed saddle for the horse. And we were really looking for all these horse things that we did it. Like we had the phone and we talked about it. None of it was real. I kid you not. A few months later, I get a catalog to my business address for horse related products. There is no way that is so off the wall, so unrelated. So I didn't get ads for it, but somehow there was something that picked up and my address was found probably connected to my email. Isn't that unbelievable? It's insane. And I know where they get the permission to do this from. Do you know how they ask for permission to access your microphone and your camera so you can record? Yeah. And I'm sure it's somewhere in the fine print, somewhere in the very, very fine print that, oh, we have access to your microphone so you can record a TikTok, a whatever. Yes. And oh, by the way, your entire phone is going to record that conversation somewhere and send it so that you get the catalog in the mail for horse stuff that you don't even have a horse for. But it, it was an experiment and the hypothesis was proved true. They're listening to you. And it's so true in anything. And especially you click on one thing related to entrepreneurship. Now you are being bombarded and it's our responsibility. And it's so hard because mm-hmm. all the shiny objects, but it's our responsibility ability to say, where am I now? What's most important to reach my goal? And yeah, you can programs, the products, they'll be there when you're ready. Yeah. When you're ready. I love that. When you're ready. They're not going anywhere. There's always going to be a new product, a new service, a new program. So for those who they're like, listen, I want to create my job joy. I want to create it and not just create my own, But eventually I do want to have a team where I can create job joy for them as well, which I think Mm -hmm. every leader, every entrepreneur, if you are going to call yourself like CEO, founder, boss or whatever, you need to make sure that you do create an environment that is conducive to job joy for the people that you are employing, whether they're contractors or whatever. But so how... What's that type of mindset shift to help go from, oh, I need to find my job joy in a career to I didn't find it, so I'm going to create it for myself. What's the mindset shift that we have to have? I can tell you the mindset shift you don't want to have is corporate's terrible. I'm going to run away and start my business and that'll solve all my problems. You and your problems are going to come with you. It's a break it to you, right? So y'all are a package deal. You (laughs) and your problems are a package deal. Okay, two for one. Exactly. And I think that's another area that a lot of new entrepreneurs make that mistake. It's not like everything's going to be easy because you're your own boss. You just have a new set of challenges. So the first step in anything, whether it's someone that I'm working with who wants another corporate job or they're changing careers or they're launching their business, the first step is really getting clear, right? Clear Mm. on not just who you are, what you want out of life, what your season of life is, what your values and your priorities are, but also looking and being really honest with yourself. How did I get where I am? Yeah. And it could be a million reasons. It could be just the momentum of life. I've worked with a client who she was very high VP at a bank. And when I asked her, how'd you get into this? And it was like, went to school 
school for finance. My first job I happened to get was in banking and I never left. So that would be the momentum of life. And that definitely happens. Was it because you're trying to impress someone? It doesn't mm. matter how old you are. We we all want our parents to be proud of us, right? I, yes. I had a client who was about to quit his job. He's a political consultant and he's in, he's in his 30s. And he's like, Kristen, but my mom's Jewish. <laughs> Okay. Is you don't understand, right? And my point is it doesn't matter how old we are, right? Whether we're yeah. 20 or 30 or 50. And so really looking at how much our family dynamics playing into that. Also friend group and society. And we get caught up in what looks good on the resume and we forget to actually say, hey, what do I want? Mm. And so yeah. being just so honest with yourself, which can be a courageous act in and of itself with how did I get here? And with that, what are some things and habits and motivations that I want to work on changing? And also there's probably going to be some healing there, right? Because when our entire life and our career is just one piece of it is to please others or impress others or for external validation, there's something under there that we need to look at. And let me tell you, if you don't look at it, it's going to show up in our business. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What you don't deal with in private, you will deal with in public. Like it's going to come out at some point, sometime, if you don't deal with the issues in private, whether it's with Mm -hmm. a counselor, a coach, a therapist, or whatever, if you do not deal with that in private, like you said, it's going to come out somewhere in your business. And you don't need that added pressure or stress because you already have stress and pressure of the day-to-day operations that could possibly happen, especially when you're first getting started. What was it for you when you first got started? What was it for you that made you say, I can do this? Like, I understand that I have this corporate background. I have, I've been trained to think this way, to operate this way, but no, I'm going to venture off and I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm going to create my job joy because your thing is find your job joy. So I I feel like, listen, I'm giving you that. Okay. For your entrepreneurs, because I know you work with corporate to entrepreneur, but listen, from finding your job joy to creating your job joy or creating job joy for others, I'm, I now dub thee. <laughs> I pass it over to you. Okay. Because you could do so much with that. When I have these ideas, I'm like, oh, I got to give this to her so I don't forget. But that whole creating it. your job joy. Why didn't we talk a couple of years ago when I created for <laughs> entrepreneur and I was thinking about, you want to hear something funny? I was thinking about build your job joy. And then I was thinking about the acronym BYJJ. And I'm like, no, that's not going to work. So I went with job joy for entrepreneurs, but your job joy could work. I mean, and you think about it, the whole thing. Okay. So I'm just spitting this out and you can tell me if you're yeah. like, yeah, I like it or no. But, and for those of you who are tuning in, and you're like, is she really like pausing this part of the interview so she can say that? Yes, I am because it's my platform. But listen, I have to tell Kristen this because this is, and I think she's like the perfect person. She's already had the experience of helping people go from corporate to entrepreneur or even finding job joy in corporate. Yeah. But suppose she really wants to help entrepreneurs and she doesn't want to say, find your job joy for entrepreneurs, create your job joy. And even from that, like say if that's like a course or coaching program, after they create their own job joy, the next step that they need to do is create job joy for others. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you, how to make it have nice acronyms and all of that stuff, but I'd be like- create job joy for others. I mean, now, do you have something like that already? Yeah. So I have a program that's specifically for people in corporate who want to launch either a side hustle or full-time business. And that is job joy for entrepreneurs. It's also a nine month program. I love nine okay. months. 
a nice time to, you could birth a baby. Birth a I was going to say it's birthing a baby, but like, I mean, yes. so what's so significant about having a nine month program? A year can feel like a big commitment. Yes. I've done this program. I started it with six months and it felt like it was a bit too much. Like we just, and this is something right that I think is so important as you're building your business to really think about how can I do this in a way that creates space and is not rushed yeah. and has the intention and the thought and the right energy behind it. And when we're rushing and doing right, we're not able mm-hmm. to create as impactful of a, a product. I love um, that. Yeah. So with those nine months, we just have more time. So that's really the reason for that. So with your nine month program, look, mm-hmm. y'all, I'm coming back to the rest of the stuff, but I'm really interested in this program now because yeah. we're this is we're talking entre leadership. People listen, we went from find your job joy to how can I create it? So she has mm-hmm. job joy for entrepreneurs. It's a nine month program. And so everybody gets to go at their own pace or do you meet with everyone collectively? Is it a one-on-one or a group? What is it? Yeah. So we have a mix. So the actual program, we've got pre-recorded modules and it's video and audio and there's an app and all the things. And we cover everything from clarity to how do you, what exactly, right? Do, who do you want to serve? What is the impact you want to make? Making sure that we're building a business that's right for you. And then from there, what is your platform? What is your mission? What do you stand for? Why does this work matter to you? And have that be the basis for your messaging, for your online presence. We talk about, of course, business essentials, protecting yourself legally, financially. I bring in guest experts for all the social media platforms. You don't need to be on all of them. Let me be clear, but whichever one that you choose that is aligned with your people, definitely you can do Mm -hmm. that. And it also covers all the challenges. Entrepreneurship, it brings up all our stuff. We have imposter syndrome. It doesn't matter how many awesome logos, right? You're talking Wall Street Journal, real simple. Yeah. But I still sometimes, who am I? Yeah. Yeah. So imposter syndrome, what do I do if I'm worried about money, fears about other people's opinions when we're first going out on our own, everyone has an opinion. And one thing I tell my new entrepreneurs your business right now, it's a baby. Yeah. You wouldn't take a newborn baby to a concert and let everyone breathe on it and hug it. So same thing with your business. Wow. When you're building it, we're using discernment. Who do we share what with? And then once you've built up that confidence in yourself and in your work, then you can share more. And it's many times the people closest to us, as we were talking about before we went live, that have the most opinions. And so we deserve, right? That baby, our business baby deserves some time to grow to be strong, right? Before we put it out in the world. And you know what? I think that is anything that you hold valuable. Yeah. And I used to be one of those people where I want to share everything with the world as soon as it happens or before it's happening or end up, I'm taking you along the journey with me. And that's good too at times. Exactly. At times. And what I realized is that's a great concept, but you have to be very specific and careful about who you take along the journey with you. When you're publicizing, hey, I'm about to listen, I'm going into business for myself. I left my job and I'm getting ready to start. And there are some people who just, because that's not how they're wired, they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. And they're going to ask you questions, which are valid questions. They're questions that they naturally just have in their minds. But when they ask you, it could be a trigger because you're already trying to make sure that you are confident in your move. And you already have questions that you're asking yourself, but you're like, I'm going to do it in spite of these questions. (laughs) Here comes everyone else or even family who Mm -hmm. they're asking you these questions and it could trigger you. It can agitate you because you're like, don't ask me these questions. I should have never told you. This is true. 
Yeah. They're projecting their fears onto you. And yes. it doesn't mean you do it alone, but you find your people who Brene Brown talks about, they're in the ring with you. They're doing the hard yes. work with you. We don't need the opinions of the armchair entrepreneur who's tolerating a toxic job for the last 10 years and complains, but does nothing about it. But they got opinions on what you're going to do in your business. No, I love it. She said the armchair entrepreneur. I love that. And I think I, that's something that I have been implementing from 2021 to now. I've been implementing that not everybody needs to know my next step, my next move. You can find out once I've crossed it and once I finished, but you don't need to know along the journey. If I have a handful of people that I can confide in and I can use as wise counsel, because you're not the smartest one. I don't care how many degrees you have. It does not matter. You are not the smartest one. There's always going to be someone who has more wisdom than you do, more experience or more insight. And so for me, I'm like, these are the people and they're never on my level. These are people who are above me. These are the people that I confide in. I'm telling them my next steps. I'm telling them my next move. And if something isn't right, they're at a place in their life where they don't care if they say something to you and you don't like it because they care enough about your future. Yeah. They're not intimidated. They're not threatened. And they've been there before, right? The judgment comes from people who haven't been there before, right? Yes. And a lot of times it is judgment, but like you said before, it's fear and curiosity and doubt because your dream is your dream. Your dream business, your dream career, whatever, it is yours. It's not someone else's. And so I think it's unfair for us to get upset with others when they do ask us questions because they don't understand because they were never meant to understand the dream. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And remember, you as a new entrepreneur might be triggering to them because so many people, they talk about it, they dream about it, but they yes. don't have the guts to do it. And so when they see you doing it, the defense mechanism is to poke holes in it and figure out all the reasons yes. it won't work. And we can have empathy for that is really what I want to say. Yeah. Even though it might feel like an attack on us, it's not necessarily that. It's just, again, projecting their own fears, their own insecurities. And you're actually going after a dream that they might not have the confidence or the guts to do themselves. So of course it's going to be triggering. And I also think the way that we respond, Mm because usually now I'm telling you, for me, there was no response. There was always a reaction. I always reacted to questions that triggered me because Mm -hmm. I was so busy trying to protect myself from allowing their fears to compound with my own that I was trying to suppress. What I had to learn to do is take a moment, step back. Just because somebody asks you a question at that time doesn't mean that you need to respond. Sometimes you need to process. Yeah. Sometimes you need to process while you starting your business now. You need to go ahead and get this good job. All of that. And it's just, let me take a moment, step back. And either I can choose to respond to it or my response could just be working in my business diligently, not paying attention to any negativity whatsoever about it yeah. and just sojourning on. Yeah. It's an opportunity to set a boundary. Thank you. I know you're coming from a good place. I know you love me. I feel like you might be a little afraid for me. And listen, I got it. I have a plan. And if I want, if I have any questions I want to ask you, I promise you, I'll tell you, I'll come to you. But right now I'm good. And I want you to trust that. And hey, let's talk about something else. I love that. And depending on the type of person that you're with, they're either going to go straight to it or they're going to keep asking questions. And if they keep asking questions, then you know that the boundary is not being respected. It's not. And then you might have to hold it firm. And some people have to hear two, three, four, five times. And if after that, they're not understanding, then you're just going to distance yourself. I don't believe in cutting people off, but if it's bringing you (laughs) down, right, then 
you spend less time with them. You you get to choose if they're that are, are not up for discussion. And it's not just with your business. There are a lot of topics you can choose are not up for discussion with whoever. Yeah. I laughed when you said, I don't believe in cutting people off because I do both. Yeah. I distance myself from those who I know I have an assignment in their lives and they have an assignment in mine. But mm-hmm. at this time, we're not in alignment. At this time, we're not on the same page. So I would, like you said, distance myself. But then there are those who I just know that there's no divine connection. We can be associates. But there is a cutoff point. Yeah. But that's yeah. not. When I think cutoff, there feels like an aggression to it, which to me could be a little different than, hey, I'm distancing. Even if distancing yeah. is falling cut off, where I maybe like you are associates, maybe you do like each other's posts or talk every now and then, but you don't have to be besties. I like so that. We can peacefully do what's right for ourselves. That's all. I like that. I like that. I like the fact that she said it's like with aggression because most of the time for me, when I cut someone off in the past, I'm trying to think, was there most now in my twenties? Yeah. I'm sure it was some aggression. Oh, I've been there. Listen, (laughs) it was some aggression. I have, I grew up in the Northeast and that, that New Yorker part of me, I sometimes have to temper it. Can't help it. It's also a strength. Yes. Yes. But I like that. I like the approach that you just provided for us. I appreciate your concern. I know you're coming from a good place. And I like saying stuff like that, even when I know that they're not coming from a good place. Have you ever done that? You were like, I know you're coming from a good place. And in your mind, you're like, no, you are not. You ain't coming from nobody's good place, but you want to speak positively about it. So you're like, I appreciate your care. They don't care. They just trying to be nosy. Like you're having all of this stuff, but you want yeah. what comes out of your mouth is so important. Yeah. And at a surface level, the truth is maybe they're not coming from a loving place, but if we go deeper beyond ego, we start ego to ego. But if we go deeper, than that, they probably are coming from an innocent place, whether it's fear, yeah. whether it's love. The world is not out to get you, even if it feels like it is, right? Yeah. You're talking. Yeah. And I just think life is a lot easier when we assume that we're all doing our best. Wow. It's not personal. What is that famous book? The four agreements, the five agreements. It's not personal. Everybody's the star of their own movie. And yeah, just assuming everyone has best intentions and saying that. And even if you're talking to ego, I think it just makes more peaceful for you and them. I love it. Yeah. Kristen, we start started off talking about the transition from corporate to entrepreneur, but then we really, and I'm glad we we kind of shifted that way, like unplanned, but we really honing in on conquering those fears, create the job joy for yourself and for your future employees. And I love that we've been just flowing with that type of thing, because I feel like there's somebody who's listening right now or watching the YouTube version of this, and they are like, they see me, they see what I'm dealing with. And we've even went in there and talked about conquering fears and getting over those things like that. And I can't believe our session is going to be coming to an end soon, which is what? ridiculous because I feel like we just started. We'll and do another one. We'll do another one. And yeah, no, no. There are certain people where I tell them like, no, you're coming back for the next season and you are. Uh <laughs> You you will be back for season three. (laughs) You will be back for season three because now we're about to be podcast besties. I'm just saying. So before I ask my final question that I ask every guest of the Leaders Lab, I just want to give you the floor for a little bit to encourage someone who they're really, 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 really frustrated with where they are, but Mm -hmm. they feel like their job is their stability. They're like, I want to start my own business or I want to leave, but I don't want to be homeless. What would you say to them? And I'm going to give you as much time as you want. What would you say to them to help them overcome that very valid feeling? That's a valid feeling of fear or concern to say, but what if I lose everything? I'm okay with being comfortable and miserable. miserable. 
y'all see this, right? Like we didn't even plan to say miserable at the same time, but I mean, that's what it's so not scripted. This is literally, and I know we're both speaking from experience being comfortable, but Mm -hmm. miserable. And I know that we're talking to you right now, who's listening and to you right now, who's watching. And I feel like you're probably even a bit emotional about it because you are literally miserable, but you're so afraid of losing everything and you don't know how to make that move. So I'm going to let our new podcast bestie, Kristen Zavo, who is like (laughs) super amazing. You heard all the credentials. Okay. So I'm going to let her just come in and like really massage your soul. That's what I feel like she's doing with her words. I want her to just massage your soul. So I'm going to give her the full floor because you need to hear this. Oh, oh, no pressure. No pressure. She just took my very, like, my very dramatic moment. And she just, like, so quickly, she's like, like, oh, pressure. Let me massage the soul. Like, No, I love it. It's beautiful. I just, I love to laugh. Rob Joy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Gotta laugh. So how could you, what would you say to them? Because they're missing out on joy right now. They don't have job joy. They don't have entrepreneurial joy. They don't have any of those things. They just have fear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's so much I could say with this. And the first thing that's really coming through is that no matter where you are, it is never too late. It is never too late to find work you love. It is never too late to build, create work you love and you to yourself, right? We, the world is literally on fire, right? And when we have people in miserable jobs and soul sucking jobs that are taking our emotional, our mental space, that doesn't allow us to show up and have the impact that we want in this world. And it doesn't mean that it necessarily has to be in your business, but if you're coming home and you're drained from wearing a mask all day, from just dealing with the BS at work, you don't have energy for the causes, the people, the things that are important to you in life. So that is one piece. You owe it to yourself, right? You owe it to humanity, I would argue, if we want to get a little existential here, to come into your purpose. Also, when it comes to the fear, for most of us, we're not going to be on the streets. And a lot of what I teach in Job Joy for Entrepreneurs is setting yourself up so that from a practical, tangible space, you are prepared. I'm not telling you to quit your job and launch a business with no plan, no experience, no practice. We build the budget. We look at the runway. We look at other sources of income. Uh, A book that I love and I recommend for all entrepreneurs is Big Magic. Is it Big Magic? Yes. Yes. I have that one. Yeah. And she talks about how her passion was writing and she had no qualms about waitressing or doing odd jobs because that was all in service to her mission, to her passion, to her heart's calling. And so it doesn't have to be this black or white, right? I need to quit my job and, and, and be successful. Or I'm going to be on the street. We test it before. Mm. I don't have anyone quit their job, but we have a plan. We have a financial plan. Say they're a coach, right? Take on a few clients, make sure you actually like it. Test the market, see is there a place for this? Is there demand for this? And do the tweaking before you've left your job, right? You can build a side hustle in 10 hours a week so that you can get in there, make sure you like it before you take the risk that you're also building up your funds. So it doesn't have to be this huge risk. So there are practical things we can do. Of course, there's the inner work, which we start from the very beginning. At the end of the day, rather than thinking about what is this safety in this security supposed that I'm missing out on mm. thinking about what am I missing out on by not doing what my heart is wow. calling or wow. think of it like this. If you were to fast forward, 
forward and think of your 80-year-old self. Like literally, think of her now. Does she have gray hair? Is she in a rocking chair? Mine is in a rocking chair on the porch drinking lemonade, all relaxed, right? Okay. Okay. And 80-year-old Kristen, what's going to make her proud? That she stayed uh-huh. the job she hated and sucked the soul out of her and she didn't feel alive and vital for her life? But she went for it. And even if it didn't work out the way she thought, guess what, guys? You could go back to your job. There are very few things in career that are not reversible. But what's wow. going to make older you proud? What is the adventure? We're on this planet for a very short period of time, right? And yeah. what adventure you want to have? What's going to be fun? You've been riding the corporate ride. Let's go ride another ride. Let's get on Space Mountain. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love all of that. Are you still massaging right now? Because this is going deep. Are you still are you I, still massaging? Because massage forever. But I, I feel like it's fairly complete. If it feels <laughs> I was like listening. Sore, yes. I've had one of those massages before. Made the mistake yeah. of saying I like deep tissue. So we'll, we'll do yeah. medium mm-hmm. pressure here. So everyone mm-hmm. leaves loose and ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. One thing that you said that I was like, oh, that's good. You said you can always go back yeah. to your job. Yeah. And the thing that came to my mind was, and I've been saying this for quite some time now, be careful how you end a chapter. Mm-hmm. Be careful about the doors that you close because you don't want to burn bridges that you may need to cross back over. Yeah. And it might not even be that you're going back full time, but I've had clients yeah. who subsidize their building of their business by doing consulting work for past employers. Like there are so many options. I've wow. done jobs for past employers and it completely unrelated. So yes, don't burn any bridges, right? Great advice. It's very important. It's very mm-hmm. important to just make sure you, when you end your corporate chapter, that you don't allow the frustration and the misery that you're feeling to cause you to close any chapter in your life in a negative way. Make sure you close it with integrity, with grace, people, yeah. grace, compassion, grace. and excitement. You don't want to close it in a way to where people are really questioning, why are you doing this? You don't look like you're excited. Like, why are you really doing this? But also just be very careful. Use wisdom in the way that you close Mm -hmm. a chapter, because I firmly believe the way you end a chapter definitely influences the way the next one begins. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, yeah. And remember, you're also being an example to your colleagues who probably have a lot of the same dreams. So when we show up and we do what's right for us, we are giving permission to others around us to do the same. And so there are so many ways that we can show up just by being not even in our business that impact the world in a positive way. Oh, I just, I just got chills. Like I legit, it could be because of the AC. I don't know, (laughs) but I just... I legit just got chills. I was like, oh my God, that was so good. Wait, is it in the air conditioner? I feel like this is like an eye-opening episode for someone listening. I don't know who you are, sweetheart, but I mm-hmm. feel like you've been in tears because you've been miserable. You've been afraid to lose everything when I think you're asking the wrong thing. You're asking about what you will lose. And like Kristen said, but what could you gain? Like, what could you gain? So hopefully you all are already connected with me on social media. If not, yeah. I'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, you need to know how to connect with Kristen because she's amazing. And again, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever used the term podcast bestie with anyone. So I'm going to have to create a list. You're I'm the first. I'm the first. <laughs> you are the first. Okay. You all, heard it. you all heard it here first on the Leaders Lab podcast. Kristen Zavo yes. is the first podcast bestie. I'm going to create a list of podcast besties. Okay. <laughs> We're going to, I'm, I'm going to have to call it something nice and fancy or whatever, but She's the first one, okay? And we're going to have a list of trusted 
podcast besties up here where it's a must that you connect with them. And so tell the people, how can they connect with you, follow you on social media or what? Yeah, so I'm everywhere. So my website is findyourjobjoy.com. If you are still in the corporate mode, I'm on LinkedIn. I also have really been enjoying TikTok. That's a great place to not take yourself <laughs> so seriously. And every once yeah. in a while, I'll do a little dance or so. Uh, but okay. I'm findyourjobjoy on TikTok and um, Instagram, Kristen Zavo. I'm on Facebook. I hope to be on YouTube soon. That's Yay. a summer project for me. So stay tuned Yay. for that. And okay. yeah, those are the best ways to reach me. Excellent. And if you are listening to the audio version of the podcast, just check the show notes. You know, I got you covered. You can find all the links of how to connect with Kristen. And of course, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, check the description box below. And if you're watching from the website, then you already see the information in her bio right there on the page. So along with her gorgeous photo, y'all listen, before the show, I'm going to tell them, Kristen, before the show, before we started, we were having just a little too much fun with this girl talk. And I told Kristen, I was like, you come out here, you looking all gorgeous. I don't even have lashes on right now. Like I have on no lashes, no makeup. And I try to go spruce myself up, but something she said, it empowered me. And I, I want every woman to hear what she was saying about sometimes she wears makeup and sometimes she doesn't because she's creating like a new norm. So can you share that with them really quickly? Cause I thought that that was empowering. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even take it back and tell you a little more. When, when I first started my business, I would put the dreamy filter on my pictures that, that, that fixes any circles or discoloring. Yes, I love filters. Or I wouldn't post a picture if I thought that it was unflattering. And wow. now, like I refuse. I'm not putting a filter on. I'm not saying I'm picking the worst pictures, but if there's a picture and it's cute and it makes sense and if I look a little yeah. chubby, okay, that, that is love fine. Because it. And it's the same thing with makeup that as women, we've been conditioned. We need to be polished. We need to look perfect. We need to be presentable. Oh, yes. By the way, these rules are just for women. A man can could roll out of bed, have his belly hanging out, and it's no issue. Okay. Right? Like us, we would be judged. They have shown studies when it comes to salary. If a woman is thinner, she's making more, right? If yeah. a man is taller, he makes more. But weight, how he looks doesn't matter. But I digress. Wow. What we were talking about, as I said, I've been experimenting with lately, getting on calls, doing videos that are public. And sometimes I have makeup if I'm done up that day and sometimes not. And that's okay. And I think yeah. another way to, we were talking about by being and embodying our message and our beliefs, right? We give permission yes. to others to do the same. And this yeah. is a small example of the same thing. We don't always have to be put together. And like I told you, people aren't paying me for my makeup to be perfect. They are paying for results, okay? They are paying for you to produce results. Exactly. So I love that. Go crazy. Go to work with no makeup. Get on your client calls with no makeup. See what happens. The world doesn't end. I promise. You might get some looks though. You might get some looks. Like I, you I've, I don't think I have. I don't know if anyone has mentioned it. And by the way, if you're self-conscious, bring it out. Say, I grew up in a corporate world where I would never go to work without makeup. That's BS thing that the patriarchy society has put on us, but we're internalizing it and making it a rule ourselves and no more. Wow. Imagine it's an act of rebellion to wash your face and like show up to work yeah. without the, you know how long it takes for me to straighten my hair? Like 35, 40 minutes without the makeup, without all of that. And we I mean, can- it's a whole production. It's two to three hours to do everything just to come to work or go into the office and do what? Yeah. And at oh. the same time, like the big asterisk here is if and when that's fun for you, do it. It oh, is nice. fun to get dressed it. up. So yeah. it's making either wrong. It's just giving yourself permission to do what's right for you in the moment and yeah. to not do it in a performative way. 
to do what is right for you. I love it so much. Thank you for that. And I felt like someone else needed to hear it because here I am. Yeah, I don't have on any makeup, no lashes, nothing. And I'm just like, okay, let me at least go make myself look like something. Let me just go slap a little CarMax. I didn't even put on lip gloss or lipstick. But you look great and you look beautiful. We need to normalize that. Thank you. I think social media is actually helping us and hurting us with that because I do see a lot more people showing up without makeup. And they're like, this is my reality. And then they show like filtered and all of that stuff. I love that. Some woman needed to hear it. It's okay. We all need to hear it. We need to hear it over and over. It's okay. It's okay to show up as, you know, what they used to say, plain Jane. I'm sorry, Jane, for whoever you are, wherever that originated from. But they say you should just show up as that. Show up as the you who, this is what I look like when I don't feel like getting all dazzled. And this is what I look like when I do. Because if I only show you me when I'm always dolled up, you'll never appreciate me when I have on nothing else. You'll never appreciate that real face of mine. And you'll always be thinking like, something's different. Yeah, it's my face. Yeah, it's my face today. All right, listen. Own it either way, whichever way. And let your energy emanate, whether or not you have makeup on. That's the most beautiful thing. I'm sure it was Marilyn Monroe that said, the best makeup a woman can put on is a smile. Yes. Shall we smiling? We got all our teeth. We are smiling. Okay. <laughs> yes. Best makeup right there. And trust me, if I'm 80 or 90 or 100 and I don't have my teeth anymore, I'm still going to be smiling. <laughs> You're going to see all my gums. Good. You better believe it. All right, Kristen, thank you so much once again for being in the leader's lab with us. Yes, this has been way you. too much fun. Way too much. I knew it would be. The moment we connected last night, I knew it would be. She did. She messaged me on Instagram and we were just chatting for a little bit and she was like, I can tell that this is already going to be fun. And yeah. so it has been. It wasn't like talking to a stranger at all. This has been so awesome. And you will be back for season three. I'm so excited. Absolutely. There was like I told you yesterday. <laughs> I said, love bells. <laughs> Craziness. I love it. Listen, Entre Leaders, thank you so much for tuning into this transformational episode for someone, for you who's listening right now. I know that we hit home for you. We stepped on some of your toes, but we need you to feel that pain so you can get moving, okay? To let you know that it's perfectly normal to want more for your life. It's not a bad thing to want to do something for yourself that's going to create your job joy. And so hopefully you've gained a lot from today. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Like I've said before, every week you could choose to listen to somebody else, but the fact that you choose to come to the Leaders Lab and be here with me and my special guest, it's very humbling. And I so appreciate that. Oh my God, I forgot to ask Kristen a question. Kristen, come back. What is one characteristic or trait that you believe every leader must have? Can I give you a twofer? Because they're really related. A twofer? Okay, fine. Yes, that's fine. We like to break the rules here. No rules. Yeah. I was thinking about this and I really think it comes down to self-awareness, self-acceptance. Mm. And really from that is that self-compassion, which allows us right to not just be with ourselves through the journey of entrepreneurship, but to have that empathy and that ability to connect with our clients, yes. our colleagues, um, because so much, and this is brand new to the corporate world is just becoming a thing after these past couple of years, but really seeing each other as whole humans. We're not just our work, right? Whether it's us, whether it's people we work with. And when we can see the whole human, we're not able to do that and really be with someone if we can't do that for ourselves first. And it is not like you take a six week course to love yourself, (laughs) accept yourself. This is a lifelong journey. When I come up with that course, I'll let you know. But this process of being an entrepreneur and building your own business, it's going to bring everything to the surface. And to have the courage to have that awareness, to have that compassion 
for yourself, yeah. that is going to be huge in your own growth and your ability to impact others. Wow. See, I'm so glad that I went back and I remembered that question. Once again, I do thank you for tuning in. And don't forget, like I said before, you can connect with me everywhere on social media at Dr. Charity TV. And if you're interested in being a guest for season three, or maybe you have a testimonial, maybe you just want to give a shout out to our guests for something that they said and you applied it and it gave you the results that you were looking for, you can send an email right here to the Leaders Lab podcast at Dr. Charity TV. It is also included in the show notes. And also you can leave a comment. Don't forget, like you can download the episode, rate and subscribe, okay? In case you haven't done so already on the YouTube channel, please make sure you subscribe to Dr. Charity TV because we're doing big things, not just with our podcast, but with our Monday live streams and other things that will be coming in the near future. So make sure you stay connected. And as always, thank you so much for rocking with me. You are the reason why I keep showing up. You literally are the reason why I keep showing up with over 23 countries tuning into the Leaders Lab podcast. And that's just on the audio version. That's not even talking about the video stats. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much for being with me and my special guests on today. And of course, I will see you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.